You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. consider the text Paul wanted the saints of God to walk or live a certain way wanted them to think talk and do things in a specific way in the church and outside the church. Whether they work for somebody or had their own business. I need to see in your business that you're a Christian. If I have the opportunity to come to the place you work, I need to see that you are Acting like a Christian. It should never be said that a child of God is living like a fool. And, and that's what he told them. Look, I, I, need, I don't need you walking or living like a fool. Because being a fool carries various denotations and connotations. You, you can literally be a fool or figuratively be a fool. And y'all know one word that I often use uh, is flunky. If you are flunky or somebody is flunky, you are undoubtedly a fool. If you are a pushover, you are a fool. But taking it further, if you have do stuff, you are a fool. As a Christian, you should put forth your best effort when it comes to doing whatever it is you do in the church and outside the church. Don't tell me you save and you carry yourself a certain way or you handle your business like a chump. I'm questioning your Christianity. I'm questioning, do you really understand that, that what you're doing is not adding up to God's expectations? God expects certain things from us just like we expect certain things from him. And some of y'all ain't real happy right now because I probably stepped on a toe or two. But I want you to stay with me because this is very, very important. Now, a fool is also a weak-minded person. We don't, need to, we don't need to be like that. But you do have folk that are in church that, that if somebody says something minor to them, they get bent all out of shape about it. You don't need to be like that because folk going to talk. 
Folk going to say good things about you and bad things. Folks will smile in your face and talk about you like a dog behind your back. You can't be a fool to the point to where you allow a person to control how you sleep. You can't go to sleep because you worried about something somebody done said about you. They going to talk about you, baby. How many are all right? Say your name. I'm all right with what he's saying. Because I don't want to be nobody's fool. And you're saying that, and I love the fact that you're saying it because I asked you to say it, but you have played the fool before. You'll see something, they're just like. You need to bring that chin down. And just be honest. How many by show hands you have played the fool before? Just simple-minded. Weak-minded person. Easily influenced. And so he, he, he was, look, you don't need to be a fool. Act like you don't have no knowledge about certain things. Understanding about certain things. Don't. Because when you do that, you're acting like a fool. Now, bro, you know you need to cut your grass. You're a Christian. It folk. Come on, don't act like you don't know you need. Brother, you know you need to handle your business better than this. How you gonna say you're a businessman and Christian and you don't even You know you know you know better than that. You acting like a fool. It's tough. But it's right. He did not want them to act like a fool. Because see, what a fool does, it really causes God to look bad. Especially when a person says that he or she is Christian. They give a bad name to Christianity. That's kind of tough right there. Let me show you something. Go with me to Psalm 14. Y'all stay with me. Lord have mercy. Psalm 14 and 1. Y'all in Psalm 14 and 1? Verse. Notice it says, the fool has said in his heart. Now in one sense, the heart means choices. There is no God. When you have do stuff, you're saying that you really ain't following God. Christian. The fool has said where? In his heart. Notice he didn't say with his mouth. Because the person will tell you they're Christian. But then when you look at that choice, you say, no, that, that ain't no Christian choice right there. 
I hear you telling me you're a Christian, but your choices don't say you Christian. Or your heart does not say you're Christian. And sometimes it can be because you're a babe that you just hadn't learned yet. But, but, it's, but the amazing thing to me is that sometimes it's, it's old people that make choices as if they are foolish. So you curse her out. Now you have been saved too long to curse her out. You just played the fool. So you've been in church 10 years, but you still got a problem with giving God tithes and offers. No, God ain't the problem. You just, the fool has said where? With his choices. And even in the mindset. You're a business person, but you're going to do something that you know you shouldn't do. And in your mind, it's all right. No, no, it ain't all right. No, it ain't all right. Because as a Christian business person, you should have integrity. But if you're acting foolishly, you'll say, it's all right. The fool is what? Where? Whether the mindset, the choices, or even Jesus went so far as to say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. And sometimes you, you will get so full, it'll just come out of you. Say to your neighbor, your choices matter. You Christian, but you want to hang with sinners all the time. You Christian, but you want to do what? Sinners do. Come on now. That's being a fool. And say to your neighbor, no, don't need you being too quiet. Because everybody in here done been guilty. Because I'm going to tell you something. Folk will look at, folk will look at how you carry yourself and, and just ask, well, how in the world he called himself Christian and he doing this right now? Now, I ain't Christian, but I know I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be doing that right now. See, when you Christian, you just going to carry yourself a certain way. When you Christian, you just ain't going to do something just any old kind of way. You're going to do it to the best of your ability. You're going to remember how God is. God said, look, my first and great commandment is for you to love me with everything. What does that say about God? God loves people that put forth effort. Make it their business to do good. Whether in the church or outside the church. There's not enough scripture for you. Let me take you further. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith it is impossible to please 
God. But then it closes out the verse that says, and, and says God is a rewarder of who? Folk that diligently, what? Seek him. Folk that put forth an effort to do their best. I'm tired, but I can't stop until it's right. I got to check and make sure the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. I can't just stop. I got to do it right. I got to do it as if God was looking at me eye to eye. I can't be a fool. And that's how we have to live our life. We can't live like no fool. And sometimes you just have to ask yourself, am, am I doing this the way I should be doing or not? And sometimes the answer is easy. Yeah, we just bet no. Uh, a better thing, you know, you used to have these little things, what would Jesus do? Sometimes it may just be, at, would, would the Lord do this? Would the Lord keep his car as nasty? Would the Lord just go to sleep or would he make sure such and such is done before he? I better move on. It's touchy right here. It's touchy right here. It's touchy. Because if you ever seen people that say, you know, God bless me with this, you'd be like, oh, I believe you got that on your own right there. Because if God bless you with something, what you going to do? Take care of it. Why? Because he done told you, if you faithful over this, guess what? I'll give you more. Some folks don't get more because they're not. And, and, and understand this. You got to be a fool not to be faithful over what you say God done bless you with, knowing that he'll give you Man, I got to come up with some money to do such a... Well, brother, why don't you just be faithful over this that you said God bless you with and watch him give you more. And it worked. One house. I said, Lord, I'm going to be faithful over this house. Even if they tear it up, I'm going to go back in there and fix it. I was learning. And just show us we here this Sunday morning. First person that I rented a house to, they tore up the house. Yes, they did. They tore up the house. But guess what? I went back in there, redid the house, and then came up with some standards. They're going to have to do such and such. They're going to stay in my house. <laughs> if God required me to be faithful, I'm going to require these folk to be faithful. I'm going to keep up their yard, but they're going to have to be faithful. But see, if God tell you if you be faithful over such, he'll bless you with more, but you have doing stuff. That's reason more ain't coming. And you call that a fool. I wish I would have bought some money out here with me. I ain't got no money in my pocket. That's what I'm saying right now. 
But anyway, if I had some money in my pocket and I, I would just say to L. Jackson, I would, yeah, I said, look, L. Jackson, here go $100. And if, and if you do right with this $100, I'm going to give you some more money. Now, if I gave him 100 and I turned around and seen that the first thing he did with, with some of that money, he gave God some money, and then the next thing he did was make sure that something he needed to take care of, take care of, get what? I'm going to turn around and give him more. But if he took that money and just threw it up in the air, you think I'm going to give him some more money? No. Why? Because he acted like a fool with that money. If you say God bless you with something, you got to make sure you take care of it. So when, when it comes time for you to get something else or something better, God ain't no ha have no problem dropping it on you. You understand what I'm saying? To the point to where you can go from from. Having a house that's probably worth about 50000 to get more houses to where you got houses to where you got over a million dollars worth of properties. Your houses makes you a millionaire. Just your house. We ain't talking about your money. Just your house. Why? Simply because you were faithful over one. And he gave you another one. Then he gave you another one. Then he gave you another one. Debt free. Then he gave you another one. Then he gave you another one. Then I said, Lord, that's over a million dollars worth of property. Oh, and these 10 acres. If, but look at the opposite. Suppose he gives you one and you act a fool. And you turn around and lose that because you acted a fool with it. Look at the million you could have had, but instead of having, having the million plus, you have nothing. The one you had, you didn't do right with it. In scripture, that was, that was a person that, that didn't, wasn't right with what the Lord gave him. And, and the Lord got disgusted with him and said, look, just take him and just cast him out. But don't, don't let him take the talent with him. Get the talent and give it to the person that's been faithful. Say, your neighbor, we can't live like no fool. We got to live right. You can talk in tongues all day, but if, but if you are not doing right with what God has blessed you with, You have the traits of a fool. Even if you don't call yourself a fool, you have the traits of a fool. And if you got the traits of something, like it or not, that's what you are. This shouldn't be, this is like we sinners. Look, Paul was talking to the church. Let me deal with it because I got to, let me move on. Because I think we understand that, right? So notice, Ephesians 5 and 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as what? And so he basically defines what circumspectly is. Not as fools, but as? You got to be wise with your stuff. 
Look, these folk don't want to do right with this house, Walker. So what you do, you got to come up with you some more rules because you just can't have the same type folk because they'll tear up all your stuff. So just come up with you some rules. And if they accept the rule, let them sign. You hear what I'm saying? You call that wisdom. You understand that they messing up your house. But knowledge says you got to do something about it. And being wise equates you have understanding and knowledge. That's what it says about you. You have understanding and knowledge. Folk looking at how I do this. So I got to make sure I cut this grass right if somebody going to ask me to cut their grass. If I don't cut this grass right, they're going to talk about my grass and they're going to find somebody else to cut their grass. And that's what any business, if, if, you, if you ain't doing your business right, folk going to say, you ain't doing your business right. I may go and find me somebody who's doing their business right. He cooking the way he want to cook, not to satisfy folk who buying from him. If he cooking to satisfy him, he need to eat his own food. But if he expect me to buy food from him, he got to make sure he prepare that food the way I like to eat it. It's just like preaching. I can't get up here and preach the way you want me to preach or the way I want to preach. I have to do it God's way. Why? This is him. This him right here. This ain't me. This ain't you. This his business right here. Jesus made that clear when he told his own family, I must be what? About my father's business. You have to be Wise, you, you have to live with knowledge and understanding. See that you walk how circumspectly, not as fools. Say to your neighbor, I'm, I'm, I'm done with being somebody's fool. Especially my own fool. I got to be wise. I got to be wise when I do stuff. Now, I don't cut folk grass for a living, but I'm going to tell you something. This is the God's truth. Uh, every week, just about, there's somebody asking me to cut their grass. You know why? Because I do a good job. I don't mind telling you I do a good job. They were paying somebody to cut, and Deacon Oak will tell you this, they were paying somebody to cut our front entrance in our subdivision. And uh, when they wouldn't do it right, you know what I did? I went up there and cut it. He'll tell you, for years, I said, look, we, I ain't going to be living in no subdivision this nice and he messing up this, this grass. So I started cutting it. So all of a sudden, they came to me and said, look, we want to pay you to cut the subdivision. I said, no, y'all can't pay me because God won't allow me to take no money. I don't cut folk yard for money. I say, but I will take care of it because I've been doing it for years anyway. And still do it. 
You understand what I'm saying? If you're going to do something, you got to do it. I say, you got to do it. You got to do it. And see, my best may not be Dennis C's best. Dennis C's best may be 10. Mine is an 8, but it's my best. Your best may not be somebody else's best, but it needs to be your best. But see, sometimes you, you can tell that, that your, your best is not taking that because anybody can do that. That's just messing up stuff. That, that, ain't, that ain't best, period. That's just messing up stuff. And you can tell it. You have to use wisdom or apply knowledge and understanding in life. You can't walk as a fool. Oh, you can't do that. And as a Christian, our standards have to be at a certain level. Hold oh, mercy. Jeez, I need you to walk circumspectly. And he still, he, he, he uh, gave them reasons why that I'm going to deal with. But I want to show you just a few passages in reference to being wise. Lord have mercy. Woo! Y'all all right? I feel pretty good myself. Let's go to Job 32. I'm stepping on toes. I'm stepping on my own toes. But I'm in the will of God. That's the thing. I'm in the will of God. Consider Job 32. Lord have mercy. I'm looking at Psalm and I'm telling you to go to Job 32. But if you're in Psalm, Job is right next to Psalm. Psalm 32 and 9. Notice, great men are not always wise. Now, great can be defined in a number of ways. Great can mean rich men. Rich men are not always wise. See, some folk rich simply because they're dead and left them a chunk of money. Man, that boy got loads of money. Yeah, he did it left him, but he's sorry. And if he didn't have so much money, he'd mess it up. But it's just too much for him to mess up. You understand what I'm saying? But great can also mean age. But you can't say just because somebody gray-headed that they got, they got a lot of wisdom. Because some of the... Some of the most ignorant folks that... Some of us know a gray-headed. You can't say because the person is educated that that person is wise. Some of the stupidest people you'll ever meet are educated folk. And so that's the reason this right here is very important. We got a lot of educators in here. Now I don't want y'all to take that the wrong way. But because I believe you know what I'm talking about. Some of your colleagues, you be like, how in the world she graduated? But anyway, great men are not always what? Well, you know he a doctor, so you know he ought to know. 
Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Well, you know, he a preacher, so he knows about not necessarily. See, some folk can be in something, but that don't mean that they're wise just because they are part of it. Some of the stupidest folk I know are preachers. That was too hard when I said that. I'll give you one reason why I say such. Because there, there are some that are preachers, but they tell folk not to give God tithes. And offerings. They tell folks that they don't need the Holy Spirit. To me, that's stupid. And if you're a true Christian, you would be in line with me, right? That's what? But why? Just, just because you're old, just because you've been in a business a long time, don't mean you you wise. Because you could be that I've been messing up a business for a long time. Right? Y'all receiving. Okay, let's go to the book of Psalm. Let's go to Psalm 19. Ready? 19 and 7. Psalm 19 and 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. Flawless. Converting the soul. But this is what I want you to get. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Look what it does. Making wise who? The simple. Making wise who? Simple in one sense is people that are ignorant about something, but God can make them wise about it. I'm a perfect example. You are a perfect example. I didn't know nothing about no real estate. No buying no houses. Doing stuff like that. I ain't open up no real estate book. I ain't going to open up no real estate book. Don't need to. I can teach them. You understand what I'm saying? There are some folks that have book knowledge, but they still are not accomplishing certain things in the field that they're in. God make folk that are simple or ignorant wise. They just have to receive what he's telling them and put it into action. You can get your education at school, but when you get in the workplace, God can give you the wisdom that you need to be successful. You got the degree. But the reason you are the type person you are and you do great in what you do is because of your submission to the will of God. You understand what I'm saying? God will make the simple wise. I'm going to tell you all something. This is God true. Uh, I went to work when I was about 14. I lied that I was 16. I was a sim. <laughs> and went to uh, doing janitorial and lawn service for a company called World of Services. 
Even got certified when I finally got 16. With knowing certain things about lawn care and janitorial service. I never thought that all that stuff I learned from a person that knew it would come back into play years later. You hear what I'm saying? But I would just be soaking up that wisdom at the same time telling me, I ain't going to do this. It's just, it's just temporary right here. I'm gone as soon as I get 18. And I did. 18, I left. We're done, we're done doing what I was doing until the latter part of my life. Start remembering that wisdom. Holy Spirit will bring things back to your remembrance. And start remembering how I did certain things. You hear me? But you have to understand, all of this was in the plan of God. And God will use folk to show you or tell you what you should do. Or he'll tell you himself. Now, the problem with some folk is that when when the Lord tries to make somebody that's ignorant, wise, some folk just don't want to receive. I can't tell you how many times I have said things from this pulpit that people, if they would have received it and put it into action, their life would have changed like day from night. But they didn't do it. I even had one person tell me, you know, Pastor, you, you can say what you want to say in that pulpit, but you don't know about this business right here. I said, look, it, it ain't me anyway. You got to understand who telling me to say what I'm saying is God. And if God can tell you something indirectly, it may not be point blank about your business, but if he's telling you indirectly some things you need to do, if you apply it, your life will be better. How do you know? Look at my life. I ain't bragging on my life, but my life has changed for the better simply because God took me from being simple to wise about things in the church and things outside the church. Reason every church we have is debt free is because of God. He said, look, Walker, if you do this right here, all the churches will be debt free. Lord, I can do that, Lord, and they'll be debt free. Yeah. You know why I couldn't comprehend it? I was simple. But when he showed me what could be done, I went from simple to wise. Able to stand flat-footed and say, if you do such and such, this right here will happen. Able to stand flat-footed and tell somebody that's going through something, all is well. Why? I done been down that road. I can tell you now, I done went from stupid to. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Oh, good God. Let's go further. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 8. Go with me to Proverbs 8. I might as well step on another toe. <laughs> well, you hit one toe, you might as well go on to the next toe. Because this happens to somebody. Everybody ain't going to talk about me badly at the table today. Some folks are going to be, you know what, Pastor, really helped me today. 
But notice Proverbs 8, 33. Hear instruction and be what? Wise. Do not disdain it. Don't push it off. Man, I'm glad he threw teaching. I was tired of that. See, you were disdaining what I was saying. You just sitting here just waiting for me to get through so you can go on to the house or go on wherever you're going. But notice what he said. Hear instruction and be what? And the whole time I've been up here, I've been just laying out instruction. I'm going to go and clean out my car today. I got a work truck I call Blackie. Blackie look better than some of y'all cars. Y'all ought to be shamed. Blackie work truck. Blackie meant to get dents in it, grass everywhere, but every, every two weeks I even wash Blackie. Even though the next day after I wash him, he's going to get right back dirty. Why? I want God to know, look, I'm being faithful over this. So when I need another blackie, that you're going to go ahead and bless me with it. How many understand? Woo! Lord have mercy. Notice again, Proverbs 8.33. Hear instruction and be what? Hear instruction and be what? Hear instruction and be what? Let's go further. Lord have mercy. But pastor, it just don't seem like what you're saying is for me. Yeah, it is. You don't want to receive it, but it's for you. I got one more scripture I need you to see, and then I'm going to be done with uh, this part about being wise. Not done completely. Okay. Go with me to Proverbs Notice this, verse 1, Proverbs 2, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my help, man, within you so that you incline your ear to what? And apply your heart to what? Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden what? See, when it comes to wisdom, When it comes to knowledge and understanding, it should be something you treat just like a treasure. Just like a treasure. You mean, Pastor, if I just do such and such, that'll cause blessings to come my way? Yeah. Little bitty things will cause blessings to come your way. God will turn things completely around just by you doing something simple. Doing something minor will cause certain things to happen. What do you call that? Wisdom. Wisdom. But you have to treat wisdom like silver, gold, or treasure. That's how you have to treat it. You see, that's the reason Paul told, again, the church, look, walk circumspectly or wise. Not like no fool. You got to check yourself. 
Now let's go back to the text. Ephesians 5. And let me close it. Again, he says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are what? Evil. When he talks about redeeming the time, he's not saying making up. He's not saying that you need to make up for what you didn't do because that's the past. And Paul himself said in the book, of Philippians, the third chapter, that one thing he did was he would forget those things that were behind and reach forward unto those things that are before. But when a child of God redeems the time, a child of God repents and starts operating in his or her her purpose or basically starts Thinking, talking, and doing according to the will of God. And that's the reason he states, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Bottom line, it's it's time to stop walking like a fool, which is evil. And start walking in the will of God. See, because as long as you walk like a fool, you're going to receive like a fool. And, and, if you, and, and the one thing that you need to take time to do uh, occasionally is just read, especially the Proverbs when it talks about the fool. Man, when you look at a fool, a, a fool is headed down a hill. A fool is headed down the hill. Decline is the end of a fool. A fool's life ends in misery because basically what a fool does is is evil. It's not just stupid, it's evil. And if I'm Christian, no better, but I'm doing like a fool, you know that's evil. That's just as wrong and wrong can be as old folks say. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. But then he finally says in verse 17, therefore, notice the emphasis, do not be unwise. Don't be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. And we're still talking about your life. You need to understand what the will of the Lord is for your life. Not just in the, outside the. What is the will of God for your life concerning your business? What is his will? What is his will for your life when it comes to money? What is his will for your life when it comes to your health? Because, again, remember what he's talking about. Walking wisely. And notice he closes out by, by letting us know. If, if, if you're going to be wise, it's going to be knowing what the will of God is for you. What is his will for you? And, and see... In order to really find out what the will of God is for you, 
is one scripture you need to understand. I need to take you there. Let's go to Romans 12. Y'all all right? Yeah. While we're going there, just look at somebody and say, I love the pastor. Love the pastor. And ask him, uh, you love the pastor? <laughs> See, some of y'all wouldn't even say it out loud. That's all right. I understand. I understand. I've been in your seat before, but stay with me. Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this world. You can't be like the world. You're in it, but you can't be like the world in reference to your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. Work on that job, but make sure folk know, look, I ain't like y'all. I'm Christian. Yeah, I know y'all going out to drink, but guess, I ain't going with y'all. I'm Christian. I know y'all living for the weekend. Hey, I ain't like y'all. I'm living for every day. I'm Christian. I ain't putting y'all down, but I'm just letting y'all know that there's a difference. And the Bible even goes so far as to say, Make a distinction between who? The clean and the unclean. The holy and the unholy. Be not conformed or don't be like your cousin. Don't be like your colleague that, ain't, that is not saved. Right? That's the first thing you have, you have to make up in your mind. Look, I, I ain't going to be like that. And see, in business, you have to be to the point to where you can't, you can't try to be like other folk business. You got to find out what the will of the Lord is for your business. You have to find out. Well, I'm just going to try to be like such and such. Now, you find out what the will of the Lord is for you. I know what the will of the Lord is for me. Had somebody ask me, said, what are you out here doing this for? Because it's the will of the Lord. I told him just like that. Oh, oh. You understand what I'm saying? You got to know the will of the Lord for your life. Man, I wish I could do such and such like him. That may not be the will of the Lord for you. That may not be what he wants for you. See, that's what sinners do. They look at what folk doing then. They try to be like them. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I just asked a young man. I said, look, why you wear your pants down like that? He said, well, that was popular. Uh, that's the only reason you, that, you, cause it's popular. That's it, cause it's popular. I said, but what, what is your purpose in life? Well, you know, I'm just chilling, trying to do what I'm, I said, what's your purpose? 20 some years old and didn't have a clue. There are 40 and 50 year old folk that don't have a clue. That there are folk that, that are doing stuff that they call business but don't have a clue what the will of the Lord is for them. You have to know what the will of God is for your 
life. You can't be skipping through the tulips. You got to know where you're going. All right, let's, let's, let's look at this. Notice again, I'm still in Romans 12 and 2. And be not conformed to this what? But be what? Now he's talking to the church. You got to change your mind about stuff. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to change your mind about stuff. You got to look at your situation. And, and if your situation looks like a fool situation or your situation ain't looking right, you got to change your mind about your situation. Man, I got to the point one day to where I just said, man, I ain't got to live like this. I ain't got to keep living from no paycheck to no paycheck. I ain't got to keep doing this, that, and the other just because it's the norm. Man, I can do better. I can make this work if I just ask God to help me. Show me exactly what to do. Because if it's his will for me to prosper and be in help even as my soul does prosper, he knows exactly what I need to do. Is that 3 John 2? Beloved, I wish what? Above that you and be in what? Even as your soul does. You just ask. How many understand? Oh, that mercy. Say to your neighbor before I go any further, you got to change your mindset. Say that to one more person, you got to change your mindset. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Make your mind new. Renew means you're going to make it new. Just like you got that, that, got that car, it's supposed to be black, but you can't tell because it's so dusty. You got to get you some kit. Ain't that right, bro, Randy? Got to get you some kit. Put the kid on it. Let it sit a minute. Get your rag. If the rag don't do it, borrow somebody's buffer. Go buy you one. And just be real easy with it. Dance with that machine. Dance with it. And all of a sudden, what, what looked bad will become new. Man, I didn't know that car could shine like that. Yeah, that's because you've been acting like a fool with it. But if you do the right thing, you will see that there's still beauty there. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may notice. Prove. To prove means to know that you may prove or know then he talks about the will of God but notice how he breaks down the will of God that there's one will right yeah it ain't no 
three or four wheels of God. There's one word, right? One God, one word. God is his word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was what? So there's one, but he breaks down the will of God in order for the people of God to understand. He breaks it down by saying that you may know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. It's one will, but he breaks it down. The good. See, God's will is going to be beneficial for your life. It's going to benefit you. When it comes to God's word, just like I'm up here preaching, even though it may step on your toes, it's going to be beneficial for you. If you take what seems to be hard and apply, it's going to benefit you. It's going to make you better. I said it's going to make you better. You can't apply God's word if you broke and stay broke. Well, Reverend, you're walking tall. Now, that's a powerful statement. Well, sir, I mean that. If you apply God's word, no matter what your situation is, it's going to change for the better. In the scripture, everybody that applied God's word, their life changed for the better. Malachi 3 and 6 says, God changes not. Hebrews 13 and 8, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you may prove what is the good. Then he says the acceptable. See, there are certain things that God will permit according to his will. You just have to know it. You just have to know the permissible will of God. Because some things you may not know, you ask God, and God will permit you to do such. Yeah. Some folks are afraid to do certain things because they, they wonder if they can or should they. And they need them wondering like that. Just ask God if it's his will, and he will permit you to do certain things. That you may know what is the good, acceptable, and finally, the perfect will of God. When it comes to God's perfect will, it's, it's the part of his will that's going to make you whole or complete. There, there, there's a point you get, in the, you get in your life to where you know you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You know you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You know you're doing exactly what you should be doing. That's what you call the perfect will of God. That's why I am right now. I know everything that I'm doing in reference to my life is what I'm supposed to be doing. I ain't wondering should I do this or should. I ain't ain't down no more. No. I know what I'm doing is what God has ordained for me to do. You understand what I'm saying? But he breaks it down to the point to where that first and foremost, we need to know the good. You need, you need to know that God's will will benefit you. Because, see, there's no way you're going to walk in the perfect will of God if you don't see that what you're doing for him is benefiting your life. 
That's when you find out the good that God will do for your life. Amen. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.